it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 185. It is also the fourth and final episode in our August Teacher Series. And today, I have a great conversation for you. Before we get there, I want to remind you and invite you to book a call with me. Go to callwithjamie.com, which is linked up in the show notes. And let's just carve out a tiny little bit of time so that we can have a two-way connection instead of just this one-way me broadcasting here on the podcast out to you. I would love to make this a reciprocal relationship. So again, go to callwithjamie.com and book that call with me. Now, for this final episode in this series, I have such a treat for you because my guest, Catherine, she built this entire program that we are about to talk about through the pandemic. And it's not stopping anytime soon. She has so much to give, so much to share. You might want to take some notes, although I've got some pretty good ones in the show notes for you. Now let's get to this episode. Catherine, welcome to the Expand Online podcast and this special series we are doing this summer all about expanding online because, well, that's what we do here, right? It's got to be a little bit meta talking about what we talk about. So um, before we get into what cool things you are doing online, let's take a couple moments and make sure people know who you are and what your zone of genius is. Well, thank you again so much for having me on this podcast. It's really exciting to get the opportunity to share with fellow musicians and entrepreneurs what I've been working on, what we've all been struggling through these last, you know, 12 months. I am Dr. Catherine Parsley, the practice coach, and I help classical and opera singers rewrite their inner critic, beat stupid singer syndrome, and learn to practice today for their amazing future career. And I think my zone of genius is helping singers learn to practice in a way that suits them best. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And what I love so much about this series that we've been doing here is that every single person who has come on this series brings something different to the table. You have your zone of genius and other people have theirs. And every person who's listening right now just needs to learn to tap into that. When you said what you do, you said it with so much conviction and so much authority that people are just going to listen. They're going to say, I believe you. I know that you are going to help me in the platform, excuse me, in the practice room, not the practice room, whatever that might be, but it ends up being the practice room. If you never show up. <laughs> there you go. But that's what every single one of us can do. We can come across as the person who is creating our studio, the way that we want to create it, how we want to do it, using the online tools that make the most sense. So. 
let's talk a little bit about how you deliver this beautiful program. And uh, we'll just make this conversational. Thank you. All right. I, I just want to say thank you so much for that compliment. A year ago, I didn't have that script. I wasn't. I mean, I was Dr. Parsley, but I wasn't the practice coach. And I certainly didn't have my succinct 30-second uh, elevator pitch explanation of what I do. And so I would love to explain a little bit about my program so we get a bird's eye view before we dive in. Sure. So my program is sort of a combination of one-on-one uh, -on -one coachings as well as a video set uh, mm -hmm. that my that these singers can follow to help them uh, understand and learn about the three pillars that I particularly like to talk about. So when I talk about my program and what I'm offering or what I'm you know talking to singers about, I had it pulled up and then I closed it. Have you ever done that? Yep. Break my life. Here we go. So when I'm talking about my program, I'm talking about my daily singer inner circle program. And the goal is to help classical and opera singers in training. And we all are still in training. <laughs> the, uh, how far we've ascended in our career. Stay motivated to sing without shame or tension. And that was a that was a big theme along among singers during 2020 2021 during the pandemic, since so many of them lost their gigs, their impetus to practice. It was so hard for them to go into the practice room at all, and they started to feel like failures. And and that's not what I want for them. There's there's a better way. And so what I talk about in my program is. Uh, the one-on-one -on -one weekly coachings, or, sorry, what I talk about in my program are three pillars, rewriting the inner critic, the stoic singer system, and I call it neural music hacking for singers, but what it truly is, is teaching singers to practice based on the unique needs of the voice, and more specifically, accommodating the memories that we have to rely on when we're going into the practice room. And all that culminates in a program that looks like this. For the first part are weekly one-on-one -on -one coachings with me, where we do a whole host of things having to do with getting their audition materials in order, learning to woodshed, sort of like instrumentalists do, but woodshed like a singer. Mm -hmm. running their practice time, you know, in the same way that coaches of athletes run young athletes practice time. We, we wouldn't expect young, you know, fourth and fifth grade t-ball players to be running their own practices. You know, usually a parental figure or somebody is stepping in and being the coach. Mm -hmm. The fact that uh, we don't have this widely available for singers, I think is something that I wanted to fix. Mm -hmm. So in those one-on-one -on -one coaching calls weekly, there's also SOS calls where they can call me if they have a need in a, in a practice room or are anxious. Now, here's where my one-on-one -on -one program sort of blossoms into the full-fledged program. There's also I also have what I call the Practice Secrets Resource Vault, which includes 
several products that I made myself, including the Voice Mining Journal, which is the antithesis of a practice journal. Moreover, I also made freebies that go along with it that include ebooks like Practice Secrets Revealed, Breathing Secrets Revealed, and Vocal Stiffness Decoded, all things so super specific to my niche audience that this mm -hmm. wouldn't be interesting to anybody but the people I want to want to talk to. Yes, yeah. I, I love I love what you've said so far. I've okay. I I just want to boil this down, let people kind of digest mm -hmm. what you're saying. You have created an online program that combines one-on-one -on -one time, emergency one-on-one -on -one time, and curriculum. And that's something that it makes your program not only unique within the online space, but it makes it even stand out more when someone is a uh, singer and they are looking for a coach. I mean, there, so often we have coaches who work one-on-one -on -one and that's it. And we also have coaches who offer group programs where there is no one-on-one. -on -one. And we have coaches who have a course where there is no access to the coach or teacher, you've decided to make your curriculum available plus the one-on-ones and not kind of putting in that group setting, which I think is fabulous because there is no one right way to create an online program. I say this all the time. You have to match what you want to accomplish for yourself, what your students need most and how you want to get between those two spaces. So I'm going to turn it back over to you um, and kind of continue on with that, with the journey of how you came about this program. Absolutely. So it started as so many of our journeys started at the beginning of 2020 when we all lost our gigs and we weren't mm -hmm. sure what we were going to do. And like so many across the world, I was safe at home. I'm not going to say stuck at home. I was safe at home, but I was scared and I didn't have an income. And like so many, I turned to the internet to figure out how to make money on the internet. And that was filled, as I'm sure everybody knows, with so many scams. Oh, well, yes. Ugh. And really icky ways to make money. And I, I knew I didn't want to do that, but I knew I needed more information. And I ran across this program through click funnels called the one funnel away challenge it's yes. 34 days and i actually apparently it has a high fall off rate but i stayed with it and i learned so much my brain started exploding with all these amazing things that i could do online as a singer as a voice teacher as a voice coach the ideas were there but of course the execution wasn't because that program only tells you the what and the why, but not how to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I started searching for somebody else, something else to follow because doing this by yourself is absolutely a drain. You get stuck in, in, what I, what I call decision fatigue, where you're trying to teach yourself something and, and before you can even teach yourself, 
what it is you want to know. You have to decide what it is you want to know. And then you have to hope that that's relevant to your end goal, especially if you don't even know what your end goal is quite yet. And so I looked around and found a gentleman who was running a program teaching musicians how to bring their voice lessons or music lessons or instrumental lessons online. Mm -hmm. And it was close enough that I knew that I could take what he was giving me, what he was, he, what he was selling and adjust it Mm -hmm. for the vision that I had of being Dr. Kathleen Parsley, the practice coach. Oh, I love it. I love it. How you said, I don't know everything. You didn't know everything. You followed someone's 30-day, well, 34-day in the case of One Funnel Away. You followed that. You went through the hard work that is required when you go through someone's free program or paid program. There is always hard work. And you came out the other side and said, I know what I need to do. Now it's time to figure out how to do it. And I love that you realized that that one program wasn't everything. You could have gone and hired a a coach. You could have gone and hired an implementer. You could have gone and hired a number of different people to accomplish this. You kind of looked back and said, what do I need most? You found somebody to help you fill in that blank and you continued forward. So often we piecemeal it together. So often we're like, well, I need to make money, so I'm going to put lessons online. Okay, great. Okay, now I need to make more money and I'm going to make group. Okay, great. Now I'm burnt out, so I'm going to take away my group or I'm going to take away my one-on-one or things like that. Whereas what you did is you built this up so that you could be the authority from the get-go. You made a splash onto the scene rather than just, you know, breadcrumbs. And I don't think that you have to do one or the other. I think that breadcrumbs totally work, but having that longer term vision of, I want my business to do this. I want my studio and I want to be known for this is the underlying theme for being able to put those pieces in place. Exactly. And I, I I couldn't have said it better myself. It was all about for me um, being able to find something that I wasn't going to be burnt out on because I've been burnt out on lessons. And I was watching my fellow musicians who are bringing their lessons online ahead of me get burnt out by the exact same thing. And, and I, at the back of my mind, there was always this nagging sensation, this feeling that I could make a difference because I was angry about one thing in the industry. <laughs> and it's and I don't want to throw stones and I know that's that's a big thing in, you know, bringing your business online and having a strong point of view and throwing stones at the industry or the man. But oh my gosh, that's terrifying to me. But I knew I still wanted to help and for me, I saw that singers were treated as if they were not as smart or capable as instrumentalists. However, I noticed that if an, a singer went over to being an instrumentalist, they were suddenly intelligent or whatever. They were easily accepted and their, their knowledge wasn't questioned. And it, it seemed so arbitrary 
it wasn't arbitrary. It seemed so specifically targeted to mm-hmm. me to me. And I and I didn't believe that to be true, especially since during my doctorate I did a lot of work in sound memory and how that decays uh, as opposed at, at a different rate as opposed to tactile memory or visual memory or when those combine. Not to mention once you layer on the additional complexity of sound of of musical sound memory where we're not only getting we have to remember pitch and timbre and so many more elements. And I could see the obvious problem, but it wasn't a problem that I think anybody was willing to look at in the industry. And so I wanted to to start teaching, I guess, singers one-on-one and in this larger program where I'm offering also my my journal and my course, which those are, can also be purchased separately, a way to fill in the gaps that instrumentalists don't have before i want to go before i go further i just want to say i love my instrumental colleagues they are the best i they are amazing human beings and if they haven't walked the journey of a singer that's okay you know this is this is a no judgment zone i i you know what i am all about everything i've worked with um I worked with a gentleman who's in his 70s and he's a harmonica teacher. It was such a fun experience for me. I work with someone as of right now who plays the tuba and explained to me that private tuba instruction was kind of like not that fun and exciting for a variety of different reasons. But that doesn't mean that she doesn't still love to play the tuba and loves to teach the tuba. So no judgment, none whatsoever. Fantastic. I just don't want any instrumentalists to think that I'm over here bashing on you because it's not the case. You have instrumentalists have uh, the ability to see their teacher's instrument as well as their own, where vocalists cannot. We've never seen our own instrument. Right. Instrumentalists can touch their own instrument as well as their teachers and see their teacher touching their instrument as well as their own. Singers do not, but we all have the aural memory. So when instrumentalists walk into the practice room, they're pulling from tactile memory, visual memory, as well as aural memory, whereas singers are mostly only relying on aural memory, which means that they're having to be more creative instead of pulling from memory when practicing. And creativity is a brain energy expensive task. And so Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do was help singers fill in those gaps. And so working through this course and working with the mentor that I ended up working with, we put it together in a package that speaks only to the people I want to work with. And Mm -hmm, all of my mm -hmm. products line up with their end goals and the suite of, or the, the course it's called Aria prep with muse score speaks so specifically to them that I'm not having that I'm not I'm not talking to anybody who isn't already speaking my language. It's incredible. And the people that I have met, the singers I've been able to help, the other coaches I have been networking with, the people who have reached out to me saying that I am saying things that they have wanted to hear voiced forever mm-hmm. means so much. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I think that that's a really good point that when you 
put out a good quality program that has a very targeted audience, you are going to attract the people that need this now. And you're also going to build a network of peers, of other teachers who are like, you know what, you need to work with with this person. You need to take this person's course. And then there's a cross referral because you'll also realize that someone may happen onto your email list or something and be kind of interested, but not be a perfect match. And you'll be able to say, I'm not right for you, but this person is, which is a winning situation for all three of you because you don't get drained by this person who's got the wrong energy or the wrong motivation. The, your, your friend who you've referred them to, they win because they have somebody who fits with their business and that student, they win because they are going to get the results that they need and they're going to remember that you didn't just say yes for the cash. You didn't just say yes because you thought you might be able to do something. You said, I know better. I know how you're going to be able to maximize your efforts. So I love the fact that specificity is is so, so good. I wanted to take a couple of moments to talk a little bit about how people found out about your program. How did you grow that initial seedling of an idea into something that you can speak about with confidence and that you've got this network of people around? Oh, that's... That almost feels like two different questions. So I'm going to try and answer it from both directions. So I was, while I was building a program with a gentleman named Ben, his program, I believe is called, um, you know what? I'll get that later. We can, if you want, we can link that, but he works with music teachers to bring their on their studios online to social media. And so I was working with him over the course of several months to put everything together. And what was nice is because he was doing a program sort of similar to what I was trying to build. He not only was working with me one-on-one, he had a series of videos that I was following. So it was great to see, you know, him doing that. And I could almost copy that as well. And working with him, I also got to see how he interacted in groups not only the group that he started to bring in potential clients, but also groups that I that we were just mutually members of in the mm-hmm. music community. And it was such a learning experience that I working with him to bring all of this together was very interesting. It, it was very helpful. Now, from the other direction, it it seems like, how did I bring, how did I show this to an audience? How did I get an audience? How did I bring, bring this to people's awareness? Mm -hmm. And, and that seems like it was another issue because I was actually struggling. Uh, Ben's program typically works with the Facebook platform, but working through the One Funnel Away program, I learned and rightly, you know, I, I investigated and it seems like it's accurate that most of the on the people that I want to talk to my niche audience were actually on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I started building up an audience over there. I ended up working with a brand coach that helped me pinpoint not only the visuals, but the non-visuals behind my brand, what I wanted it to stand for, which only made everything just so much cleaner and prettier. And from there, I just started doing all the things that they tell you to do, which is, you know, 
interact in the community. And then once I had, of course, all right, and this is the third portion, the online ads, which I think is probably the thing that other people in the group, in the coaching group that I'm involved in, ask me about the most, is how did I even get there to getting uh, the this this online ad situation going and finding the audience at and it was really was getting emails and having some sort of freebie or something to catch those and start a correspondence mm-hmm. it, it it seemed like i was attacking this from three different fronts the whole time because okay. i knew i needed to be i needed to build the program and then i needed it to also be visible and mm-hmm. then once once you know those groups can only go so far and then you have to branch out. And that's of course paid ads as far as I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but you know, I've only been doing this for years, So take it with a grain of salt. But in terms of building up the program, it honestly went back a year ago to starting in fear. And I know that's a terrible place to start, but I, again, I felt like I was drowning at the beginning of the pandemic and I kn- knew I needed to busy myself and, and create something to help my colleagues. And again, it went back to my unfair advantage. I was a, I'm was a former speech and debate coach and competitor. So not only am I a singer, I feel like I am a vocalist in terms of being a, somebody who speaks. I also do beatboxing and sound effects and all sorts of other vocal gymnastics. <laughs> and so I felt like I, I had a unique perspective on the voice, whereas... You know, there's always seems to be one way to teach it. And I, I didn't think that was true. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I started creating things that I thought would help. I started with one freebie that was really terrible, but I made it. It was mm-hmm. a PDF on um, helping singers survive social isolation. And Perfect. it was, a, I thought it was great. Nobody wanted it though. <laughs> but you started. But you I started, started with something. You put it out there. And if it had gone gangbusters, perfect. If it fell flat, oh, well, you iterate and you do something mm-hmm. else. And it did fall flat. Boy, howdy, did it fall flat. Then I created something that I call the Voice Lesson Mining Pages, which helps singers orally review, visually record or tactilely record and then visually view if you know you recorded your lesson on your phone or whatever mm-hmm. um, to help fill in all of the gaps so that when they walk into the practice room they are not hit with decision fatigue and i found that despite this incredible resource which i thought was the coolest thing in the world i couldn't get a whole lot of people to take it but i knew i had a winner and i didn't want to give up so then i expanded it to the voice mining journal, Mm -hmm. which takes the voice lesson and then spins it out into a series of checklists and um, uh, just lists of things to do at at checklists. Oh my gosh, I can't stop saying checklists. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, It was, and once people saw that, they're like, oh, this is cool. More people need to see this. And, mm-hmm. and again, that wasn't a program. It wasn't anything that I was making money on. So in my panic, I clicked an ad that told me, you know, just create a, create a course. It'll sell great. 
So I made my ARIA prep with Muse score course. I recorded it before anybody had even asked for it, which I know is the exact opposite thing to do. And so then I had that and I didn't even know how to market that. And that's when I knew I needed help. Mm -hmm. I was just spinning my wheels, creating things without knowing what the next step past that was. And it really was creating a program and becoming visible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I break that down mm -hmm. into what you, what you did and kind of the, the journey that you went on, you said, okay, well, I want to do this online thing. Everyone tells me to have a freebie. I'm going to have a freebie. I'm going to have an email list and nothing you know, and so then you had to iterate. You said, well, maybe that wasn't the best freebie. Let's try another freebie. Okay. Well, that, that freebie may have done a little bit better, but it still wasn't bringing in the volume that I wanted. So I need to then do something more. And you got to a point where it wasn't just your mind that had to do the work. It was a matter of seeing an outside perspective, having someone else be able to help you get the messaging right, get the language right, so that the people who were going to best be able to take advantage of this saw it in their feeds. You know, they saw and they saw the opportunity and they were curious and they were curious enough to click on your profile to see that you had something to offer them and go through the process and build a relationship with you. I know how many people on this, you know, who listen to the podcast, they're all about Instagram as well. So Instagram is kind of the platform that I think associates most closely with most of the listeners right now. And so I think that it's really nice for people to know that the time that you spent on Instagram is time that wasn't wasted. And I think that it is validation that they're on the right path, that this expand online journey that you've been on in the past year is something that everyone else who's listening can replicate. And they don't have to do it as a carbon copy or as a, you know, using yours as a blueprint. You're an inspiration and motivation for, oh, if Catherine can do it, so can I. And I have to say, I'm still working on Instagram. I love Instagram. It's the funniest thing. I, through Ben's program, the expectation is that they're supposed to message me through Facebook Messenger. However, I can see the trail of clicks where they're on Facebook and they're clicking around in my group, looking at my things, and then they'll travel over to Instagram to message me. Mm -hmm. It's the funniest thing. It seems like if Instagram is the place that makes people feel more comfortable, that's where I want to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that too. I get some people who want to message me on Facebook. I get a lot more people who want to message me on Instagram. And I get some people who respond to every single one of my emails that I send out. It's just, we want to make sure that we are available where they want to meet us. That's a big, big part of it. It is. And you also said getting your messaging right, which is which is the other thing. It's getting the messaging right, not only for them, but getting the messaging right for yourself. So you know who you want to talk to and and that you're only bringing in those people. I was initially afraid to niche down, as they say. Right. I thought I would be closing myself off because mentally I was still only thinking about working locally, working one-on-one -on -one with musicians. It 
I didn't quite see the ability to bring music lessons online. I do now. (laughs) (laughs) But it was that faith that social media was going to be the the way of the future, especially for musicians, that I I really wanted to be on the front end of that. And I've got to say, it's opened my eyes to the number of musicians in the world who are just like me who are just like the people I want to help, who understand the problem and want the solution. It's, I, I don't have to rely on convincing people locally of what they need. I can speak to people and have a conversation about their needs. It's just, it's the best. <laughs> I love that. And I think that that's really the point. The point of creating your online programs is because we all have a geography that is a limitation. There are only so many people who want to take voice lessons, who want to learn to play whatever instrument it is, who want to get to that level. You may only work with beginners. You may only work with people who have their master's degree. I mean, you can go anywhere in between. You don't have to start with people where they start, you can choose at what point in their own journey you work with. And I think that is my favorite part of the online journey because we don't need to put ourselves into someone else's box. We don't need to run a music school that sits on Main Street. We can run a music school that taps into our talents, that taps into how we can make a biggest change for the person who is our student. So I want to go ahead and, you know, kind of start wrapping up this conversation. And I know you've got a million and a half different things that you could say or share. What is the one takeaway that you want to make sure that people who are listening right now take from this conversation? I I want to tell everybody that you do have the ability to niche down based on your preferences and that your audience exists. It's not just about serving them. It, it true it is, but it's about serving yourself, making sure that the people that you are around are the people that you're able to help the most and truly leaning into whatever it is that is your unfair advantage, your unique position, your, your special way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It's more valuable than you think. Oh, I love that. I love that. I am sure that listeners are going to want to connect with you. Um, so we will obviously have your links in the show notes, but I'd love for you to share them real quick and uh, then we'll wrap up. Absolutely. First of all, you can find me on Instagram at the.daily.singer. You can also find me on Facebook at daily-singer. You can find me on the website at www.daily-singer. And if you'd like to connect with me in my private uh, Facebook group, I run one called Practice Secrets for Classical and Opera Singers. And we have a real good time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We'll definitely have all of that linked up in the show notes. Catherine, I know that this conversation is going to help somebody who is listening right now take the next step in their expand online journey. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today. 
Jamie, thank you for having me on. This has been a blast.